It's on, is that on? There we are. There we go. Thank you. Um, if you could bring that up. Um, Phil, do you want to give a hand? Are you right there? Thank you very much. Girls can do anything. That's the one. You'd like to put that just here, thanks. Just there. That's lovely. Thank you. Okay. I'm going to read a little passage from the Bible, and then we're going to talk about that, and I'm going to tell you a story about someone who exemplifies what I'm going to read. First of all, can any of you girls tell me what that is? Does anybody know what it is? Any girl? Yes? It's an offering box. So when people come into church, uh, people put some money in here, and the money that uh, they put in goes to maintain the church buildings and things, but also really for mission out into the community. So have a listen to this. One day, Jesus was sitting in the temple. He was sitting near the treasury, and he watched people as they dropped in their money. Many rich people dropped in a lot of money. Then a very poor widow came along and dropped in two little copper coins. Thank you, Phil. Um, could you take that to David? Thanks. I might just use that. So this widow came along and she dropped in two little copper coins. And Jesus called his disciples and said to them, I tell you that this poor woman put in more in the offering than all the others put together. For the others put in what they had to spare of their riches, but she, this poor widow, put in her whole life. She gave all she had to live on. To seek and to serve and to follow Jesus, what a motto. What a vision for your life, for my life. If someone came to you and said, what do you want to do when you grow up? And you said, I want to seek and serve and follow Christ. That would be the very best thing that you could choose to do. There could be nothing better. So today I want to talk a little bit about this passage that we've read. And I'm calling my sermon, my little message, it's called Living a Life of Love and Purpose. So in today's reading, Jesus Christ is in the temple. He's with his 12 disciples. And the temple is like a church. It's a place of worship. And every Sabbath, Jesus would go to church or to the temple. He'd go every Sabbath. He would go to worship God. Now, in the temple, there were these large offering containers like this. 
And the purpose of that was people would put money in to support the priests because none of the priests owned their own houses and things like that. But they would also put it in for the poor because the idea of the temple was that people would put money in and then the poor could be looked after. And so this is what happened. Some rich people came in. They, they had big purses. And they just put their money in like this. Clankety, 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 clank. They made sure everybody knew. And then this poor widow came in. And she came up to the offering box and she took, she probably had it in her hand, she had two little mites. Now, 10 cents is the smallest New Zealand coin. It would be worth even less than that. And she put those in and walked away. That was a huge gift. It was more than the money that all the others put in, Jesus said. Now, how can that be? How can it be that she put in more than all the rich people who had all the money? Because you saw it, all the money going in there, but suddenly these two little mites turned up. You see, Jesus, although he was looking at what people put in, he was actually looking at their hearts. He was looking at their hearts. And he was saying, how much do these people really love God? That's what he was saying. You see, the rich people put in lots of money, and then they could go home, and they'd still have more money. So they didn't really give everything they had. They just gave a bit of it. But this poor woman, she was a widow. She had no income from her husband because her husband had died because she's a widow. So she probably did jobs like cleaning clothes or going out into the grain fields and picking bits of corn and earning a little bit of money just to feed herself. That's all she had. And she put it in. You see, she trusted God. She trusted that if she put in, because she loved God, if she put in what she had, God would look after her. She trusted. She knew that even though she was poor, God would care for her because she loved God with all her heart. And Jesus said this to somebody um, once. He said, no one can serve two masters. You'll either hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to one or devoted to the other. You cannot serve both God and money. You have to choose one. And money represents all the material things in life that we could have. And we can either be servant to that, or we're going to be the servant of God. So I want to tell you a true story today about a lady called Osceola Makati. She lived in a little city called Hattiesburg in Mississippi. She was born over 100 years ago. At the age of eight, she went out with her mum and her granny 
and she started to learn to wash clothes. I was actually going to bring my washing and my ironing board in here today, but um, I thought I, I wouldn't do that. And that's what she did. She learnt to work, to help provide money for the family. And she used to put her little earnings in a doll buggy. She kept them like in a piggy bank, a doll buggy. One, she had dreams one day of becoming a nurse. That's what she really wanted to become. And I don't know what dreams you've got. Maybe you want to become some, some, something one day, a doctor or a nurse or whatever it might be. She had dreams of becoming a nurse. But sadly, when she was 12, her aunt got really, really sick. And Osceola had to leave school to go and look after her aunt, and she never went back for any education for the rest of her life. For 75 years, she never had an education. What she did was she washed clothes and ironed clothes for all the big people in the city who could afford to have their clothes washed and ironed. So for the bankers, and the university lecturers and the doctors, she would wash and iron clothes. She also cared for many members of her family. Her, not only her aunt got sick, but her mother got sick and her granny got sick. And she spent all her life looking after her family and going out every day to wash clothes and iron clothes. And that's what she did. But her mum taught her something really important. Her mum taught her how to save money. And so when she was quite young, she went to the first Mississippi National Bank and she opened a little account and she put her money in that account. And every now and again, she'd go and put more money in the account. And there's a picture of her. Um, sitting down uh, with all her washing behind her. That's when she was a bit older, of course, and she spent her life washing people's clothes. You know, she never owned a car. She walked everywhere she went. When she used to go shopping, she'd take a little trolley and she'd walk to the shopping market and she'd walk back with the trolley. She didn't subscribe to any newspapers. She thought it was an extravagance. Every Sunday, somebody would pick her up and take her to the Friendship Baptist Church where she was baptized at the age of 13. And the story is told that she was baptized in a beautiful white gown. So can you imagine? She was baptized in a dirty old river in a beautiful white gown. So I wonder who washed her gown after she got baptized. But she loved the Lord. She loved Jesus. Do you know, in 1947, her uncle realized that um, she'd been looking after the family. So her uncle, who was quite rich, gave her a house to live in. So she lived in this house. She didn't have an air conditioner or a heat pump. And in Hattiesburg, it gets very, very humid in the summer. And it was only when she was in her 80s that the bank, who were looking after her money, pleaded with her to get an air conditioner. So she put two air conditioners in her house, and she only turned them on when visitors came. <laughs> Not for herself. 
when she was 87. Hands up those who've turned 87 here. How, how many people have turned 87? Come on, come on, put your hands up. Don't, don't be shy. Come on, come on. Come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, a few people have turned 87. Okay, I haven't yet. I've got a long way to go. Um, anyway, when she was 87, her hands had arthritis and they were so gnarled and so knobbly that she couldn't iron the clothes anymore and she couldn't wash them, so she retired. She retired at 87 from her work. So she went to the bank and she started to put her affairs in order. And she said to the bank, this is what I want to do. I want to give 60% of all the money that's saved to the local university. I want them to establish a trust for people who've never had an education before. I want to give 10% to my church because they've fed me spiritually over years and years and I just want to give 10% to my church and I've got three relatives left living. I want to give 10% to each of them. So the university got this check in the mail for $150,000 that she had saved up for all these years. That's 250000 New Zealand dollars. And the money was used to set up a scholarship, and not only a scholarship, later on a hall in her name for people that couldn't afford to come to the university so they could stay in that hall. What a legacy she left. Do you know that when it was reported in the local newspaper that she'd given $150,000 to the university, 600 men in Hattiesburg started giving money to the university to add to build that trust up. And the trust tripled in size. And there was a famous billionaire in America called Ted Turner, who was a TV mogul. When he heard that she had given that much money, he gave away a billion dollars. And this is what he said. He said, if that little woman can give away everything she has, then I can give away a billion. And he gave away a billion dollars to charity. Do you know that even Bill Clinton, who was the President of the United States, invited her to come to the White House to receive the second most important medal in the USA. It's called the Presidential Citizens Medal. And there she is, at the age of about 88, receiving her Presidential Medal from the President. Isn't that awesome? Do you know she'd never been in an aeroplane before and she'd never been in a hotel. And apparently when she went into the hotel, um, she slept in the bed, but when she got up in the morning, she made the bed. She wasn't going to have anybody wash her sheets. She just made the bed. Because she'd never slept in a hotel before. Shortly before she died, at the age of 91, in 1999, she was asked by a reporter why she never spent the money on herself. And this is what she said. She said, ah, but I have. I have spent the money on myself. Because she knew that if you give, you'll receive. She knew the pleasure of giving to others. And this is what she went on to say. She said, when I leave this world, I can't carry nothing away from here. 
Whatever I have is going to be left right here for somebody. Some child can get some child can get their education to help them along because you can't do nothing these days unless you get an education. I don't regret one single penny that I gave to the college. The only regret I have is that I didn't give any more. And when she was asked further in an interview about her life, this is what she said. She said, every day I get up and I kneel down and I pray. I say the Lord's Prayer. I read my Bible. Then I get up and busily go about my work. You see, you have to accept God the best way you know how. And then he'll show himself to you. And the more you serve him, the more you will be able to serve him. She discovered the secret of service. The more you serve Christ, the more you'll want to serve Christ. Now, I don't know exactly what Jesus had in mind when he said to the poor little widow, she put in her whole life. But I suspect Osceola McCarty knew. You see, she knew where her security lay. She trusted in God. She knew that Jesus had given his whole life for her on a cross for her sins. And she was so thankful for that. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for my sins. She only had one master in her life. And the master was the Lord Jesus Christ. And she sought to give her time, her talents, and all her treasures to God. She was a lady that exemplifies for us living a life of love and purpose. What a legacy she left. I have to say this, but I was visiting Joyce Plaisted the other day, who's turning 101 this year. And she told me that when she started off leading the girls' brigade here in this church so many years ago, the minister didn't want to have the um, girl guides because the girl guides would never turn up to church on Sunday. So they started Girls' Brigade. And many girls used to come with their mums and dads to church to worship the Lord. And I want to leave you girls with a challenge to not just come along to Girls' Brigade and to learn about seeking, serving, and following Christ, but to actually do it, to seek Christ yourself, to decide at a young age that you're going to serve Christ all your life, and to follow Christ with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And so I want to leave that challenge with you, and I'd like to leave it by praying your prayer. So let's close our eyes, and I'm going to pray your prayer. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. Your word is a lamp for our feet and a light to our path. As we look upon your cross and remember what you did for us there, may we keep the torch of our endeavors burning brightly until we gain that crown of life. Encircle us with your love as we seek to serve and follow you. 
Help us to show your love to others that the world may be a better place. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you.